3AM Tales of Terror contains explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to 3AM Tales of Terror, where we tell you stories of the paranormal. I'm your host, Jamie. And I'm your co-host, Charlie. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Lydia's Bridge from Jamestown, North Carolina. Also, if we have time, because these this is a very short story, so if we have time, we will also be talking about the Ghost of the La Parva Ski Resort in this episode. And I know that's not normally what we do, but these stories are very short, so we will put these in the same episode so that way we get both of them done, because they're both very cool stories. So we'll just see what we can do. So Lydia's Bridge takes place in Jamestown, North Carolina. Um, which is actually really cool because I got married in Jamestown, North Carolina. (laughs) So, (laughs) and I had not heard of this. Actually, Charlie was the one who told me about this. So thank you to her. Yes, I have been asked to visit it, but I have not. I have not either. I didn't even know about it. So I'm sure I've been close. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'll have to look it up because it says that it's over on East Main Street. So we'll have to see how far away it is from... The castle. I got married in Castle McCulloch in Jamestown. Side note. We'll have to see how far away it is from there. Maybe we can Google that when we're done telling the story. That'd be cool. Okay, so we're just going to do like we normally do. I'm going to read a little bit and then we'll commentate about whatever we have to talk about or whatever opinions we have to say about the story as we go. So, North Carolina has its share of ghost tales, unexplained phenomena, and tales of the supernatural. One such tale comes from Jamestown in Guilford County. It is said that the spirit of a young woman haunts the underpass of two bridges. One is a railroad bridge over East Main Street, currently in use, and the other is of an abandoned bridge nearby. The abandoned underpass may have been the site of the fatal car accident many years before. The spirit, known as Lydia, has been seen on rainy and foggy nights as she walks alone or stands beside the road searching for help to get back home. The legend of Lydia is based on sightings and stories over the past 70 or more years of a young woman in a white of a young woman in white as she stands by the road attempting to flag down passing motorists for help. Now, I'm not really one to pick up hitchhikers. God no, we've seen way too many horror movies for that. Like if you've seen any freaking Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, you would know. Like, yeah. Like, I guess maybe because she's a girl and she's... She's probably... I think she was really young. She was super young. I don't remember how old um, she was. I I wouldn't do that. I'm sorry. I'd leave her to find her way herself. No. I've just seen too many horror stories. Even just stopping to help somebody. Like, you can't even do that now because you don't know. There's so much sex trafficking and whatnot. All of that stuff. You just can't be... You can't trust anybody now. And so this was back a long time ago. We'll get to the year in a moment. So I don't know. I just... Back then, understandable. Maybe. That was normal. Definitely not now. The ghost is believed to be that of a young woman who died tragically at the bridge many, many years ago. The stories that have grown around the alleged sightings share a common detail of a fatal car accident that occurred as a boy and a girl drove to a dance, perhaps the prom, on a rainy night. And since that accident, the spirit of the girl wearing her formal dress returns to the scene seeking help. Local lore tells the first sighting of Lydia around 1924. 
North Carolina folklorist Nancy Roberts included the account of an eerie sighting of a woman near the bridge in 1959 in an illustrated guide to ghost and mysterious occurrences in the Old North State. As collected from a man named Burke Hardinson, he told of this encounter with a young woman as he traveled home to High Point on a rainy and foggy night when he was a student at NC State University, 30 years earlier in 1924. Back then, the bridge was over Highway 70 nearby, and although since abandoned, it is within view of the present-day railroad bridge over Main Street, which is why I'm really curious to see where this is at. And it would be cool, like I said, just to know how far away it yeah, is from the castle. We're not too far from there in general. Yeah, we're, no, we we're not. Hardison claimed to see a girl dressed in a white gown. She signaled for him to stop and asked him to help her get to High Point. He drove her home, and when he went to get out of the car, she vanished into thin air. He knocked on the door of the house, asked if the girl was there, only to learn from her mother that she had been killed in a car accident at a nearby overpass the year before. Now that would freak me out. Right. First off, we've already talked about how I wouldn't pick up a hitchhiker. <laughs> but then for her to just disappear... Oh my gosh. And then to find out that she died years before. Yeah, you go like, up to the on. house and you oh no, she's dead. Oh man. That would throw me for days. There have been many attempts to match records and evidence with a real person named Lydia, but none have turned up any conclusive proof of a young woman by that name who may have died in an automobile accident in that area during the 1920s. In recent times, two local researchers have been chasing the Lydia legend for many years. Amy Greer and Michael Renegar came upon an article in the Greensboro Patriot from June 21, 1920, that reported the tragic death of a young woman named Annie Jackson who had been killed on the High Point Road about three miles from High Point and close to the location of both bridges. In the account, when the driver lost control of the vehicle, Annie was thrown from the car. The article noted that the road was wet and the car turned turtle. Might this be the origin of the ghost and the legend? Maybe. I do have that article, though, so I will be reading that when we're done talking about this story. I, I found the article. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I want to know where they got Lydia from. I know. The story of the ghost of Lydia is part of a cultural myth known as the Vanishing Hitchhiker. One of the first systematic studies or compilations of examples of the legend construct was made in 1943 by folklorist Rosalie Hankey and Richard Beasley. The folk legend continues to be studied and has taken in and has taken hold in popular myth, urban legend, and in television and film. And in 2000, the story received attention in the North Carolina Folklore Journal with details about the history of the publication of the myth, variations on the table, and examples of how each generation has left its own spin on the retelling. Many people over the years have claimed to see the girl in white alongside the road. Some have stopped to help, only to observe her vanish when they step out of the car or turn around for a moment. Today, the old bridge is cloaked in vines and overgrowth, giving it the aura of mystery and supernatural. Both underpasses have become graffiti 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 shrines to the folk legend. Yeah. So it's not Lydia. No. Supposedly Annie. Annie Jackson. Yeah. But it's definitely a ghost. Yeah. Don't know exactly who it is, but someone's trying to catch a ride. I mean, even just not just picking her up and then going to the house, like 
and then having her vanish there. Even if I was there and I saw her and I was like, oh yeah. And I was into picking up hitchhikers, whatever. Like, and then she got in the car and then disappeared. Come on. Like that would be way too much. I don't know. I don't think that I could, that would just throw me way too much. I need to go to therapy after that one. <laughs> oh, me. So, I'm going to try and read this article. I printed it out. It's It was blurry before I printed it out. So, bear with me reading this article about a fatal auto accident on High Point Road. Like I said, it's a little blurry. But this was the article that uh, I spoke about. So, I'm going to read. This should give a little bit more clarity on what happened. Miss Annie Jackson, a young lady of this city, met almost instant death last night when an automobile in which she was riding turned turtle on the High Point Road at a point about three miles from High Point. The accident occurred in, the accident occurred at 10 o'clock last night and Miss Jackson died before she could be rushed to a High Point hospital. The machine was being driven toward High Point and it is reported that the driver lost control on the slippery road while turning a sharp curve. C.L. Hutchinson reported that an occupant of the car could not be found after the accident, and the extent of his injuries were not known, while Miss Nettie Lethko and Mr. Cross, who were also occupants of the machine, received painful, though not serious, injuries. Mr. Cross was taken to High Point where a severe cut across his head was dressed, but it was not necessary for him to remain in the hospital. Miss Lethko was able to return to the city last night. Miss Jackson was about 30 years of age and was employed in a local cigar factory. She is a native of this county, her parents residing in Guilford, and she had been working in the city for only a few months. The body was brought to this city and will be conveyed to the home of her parents for burial. So, gosh, and so I'm, I'm assuming that this, because this is last night, I'm assuming that this was written the day after the accident. And so for, <laughs> to find this article written, God knows how many years after, it's hard to read. But, and just the wording of it is crazy to me. Turning turtle. Turning turtle. I guess. So I'm assuming that means it went upside down. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. That's so what I'd presume. Right. Let I've us never know heard if that. we're wrong. <laughs> yeah, let us know if we're wrong about that. But that's what we would assume because turning, if you turn a turtle, then yeah, I would like just mean they that hide you're on show, your back. So yeah. So who who knows? Who knows? I mean, this story is just crazy in general. Yeah, it's something I've always heard about. Um, I, like I said, I hadn't heard about it before she told me about it, and then I, I thought that it was pretty cool, so. It's mostly because I have friends named Lydia, so I was, I yeah, was. you do have a lot of friends named Lydia. So I just correlate that with it. It's always on my mind. Oh my gosh. Well, we do have time for the second story that we're going to talk about, and it's a lot shorter, so we can, we can talk about this story too. Um, the Ghost of the La Parva Ski Resort. Before I get into that, though, I do want to mention my resources for the Lydia's Bridge Story are ncpedia.org, wral.com. That was it? Those, just those two? That is it for that story. So, do you want to move into the Ghost of the La Parva Ski Resort story? Yes. You've heard some stories from North Carolina, but now we're going to Latin America. Oh, yeah. We are moving to Chile. Chile. Chile? The Chilean Andes. Chilean Andes, yeah. So, South America. So that's where we're going with this story. 
This story is crazy to me, and this story only has one account of its, like, legend, basically. Only one sighting that I could find. So if you know of any more, please let us know, because that would be cool. Hopefully we get listeners in South America. That would be amazing. That would be interesting, yeah. So, or if you've been there and you know about this, then, I mean, let us know. Ghosts of the La Parva Ski Resort. Throughout Latin America, you'll hear variations of the story of La Llorona, La Llorona, or the Wailing Woman. I don't know if I say that right, because it's Spanish. La Llorona? La Llorona? La Llorona. Thank you. Two L's makes a Y. Okay. It's about all I remember from (laughs) Spanish. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Sometimes she lost her husband. Sometimes she's lost her children. Sometimes it's both. But in La Parva, a ski spot in the Chilean Andes, the wailing woman is named Lola, and everyone in the area swears they knew her before she died. A local restaurant owner said he dated her. Pro skier Drew Tabkey says adding that the ski patroller heard the story from the point at the exact hut where this tale takes place. The story starts on a nice day in peak, in peak ski season. Lola and her young son planned to spend the day on the slopes. As can happen in the Andes, a thick fog rose up from the valley, which often precedes the arrival of a real storm. The clouds enveloped the two as they were making their way down from the mountaintop, and they lost contact with one another, Tab Key says. Desperate to find her son, Lola began screaming as she ran through the thick fog. Unable to see clearly, though, she stumbled down a steep slope and began sliding toward a rocky collier. That must have been some really thick fog. Well, okay. Yes, and I don't know how different it is down there because I've never been there, but I lived in Banner Elk, and I worked at the ski shop there at Sugar Mountain. And when it snowed, and then, I don't know, because, like, I know here they put like the fake snow out also so that and and when you so when you have real snow and then you have that fake snow that they're blowing i can only imagine how that makes it look to the natural weather right i'm sure the fog is thicker there our fog usually isn't bad well and but you know if you're skiing if you're skiing though you're up at a higher elevation so the fog is a lot thicker up there so i can only imagine by chance a local lift operator who was returning to his cabin came across her body he was afraid she was dead but on closer inspection he found her still alive just barely her body was covered in lacerations from sharp rocks and the only word she said in the faintest whisper was her son's name The lift operator worked carefully to pull her body to his cabin, which was just up the hill. He bandaged her cuts as best he could and then ran to fetch the doctor. Together, the doctor and lift operator made their way back to his hut, the fog hanging thickly in the air. When they arrived, though, the bed was empty. Just the bloody sheets remained. Neither the woman nor her son was ever found, Tabke says. But locals report hearing her wail for her child whenever they're near that lift operator's cabin. And here's the thing. Tabkey does not believe in ghosts. Something, however, changes when he arrives in Chile each winter. Maybe it's the fact that from La Parva, you can see up to Cerro El Plomo, an Incan child sacrifice site. Maybe it's because Tabkey has simply read so many magical realism books by authors like Juan Rolfo, Rolfo and Gabriel Garcia Marquez 
but sitting alone in his cabin in the Andes with the wind whipping and the candles flickering, swears that every now and then he just can't tell if what he's hearing is a woman or the wind. Spooky. That is so sketchy. <laughs> and if I skied, I I would go there. I do not ski. As I said, I worked at a ski lodge and you don't know. Yeah. I don't even know how many broken noses I encountered. So I don't, that's just I, not for me. I only went skiing once as a oh, kid. While on the ski lift, you look down into the snow and it was all red from some woman who landed on a rock. Oh my God. Like just normal. It was a perfect day. Perfect. Anything uh, can happen while you're skiing. Yeah. So add in the weather and yeah. one being a child, who knows where he ended up. For real. And even if there, that you know, there is a legend of that Incan burial or Incan, what was it? Incan. Child sacrifice. Yeah. Come on now. Like, you have legends like that and then... Something tragic happens right. nearby. You just, two and two don't, don't make sense sometimes. Don't add up. So... I don't know. I know I will not ever be be going skiing. I can't bring myself to do that. I just really I go can't. snow tubing. That's about the most I would don't do. Don't even do that. I've never done that before. It's a lot safer. Probably. And they have little conveyor belts so you don't have to walk. <laughs> yeah, those were our two stories today. Yeah, those were our two stories today. I know we won't normally do two stories together. Every now and then we might, yeah. depending on how short the stories are, just because they're not long enough for us to talk about on one story. We want our episodes to be a certain amount of time, and when we have two shorter stories, we'll put them together. So I hope you guys liked that. I hope you guys are okay with that. So Two for one special. Right, right. It'll be every now and then when we come across... Something interesting but short. Right. Like these two. I wanted to talk about Lydia's Bridge, even though it was short, because... It is from Jamestown, and I thought that was cool because that's where I got married. So yeah, it's... let us know. I mean, if you want to know how far away it is from us, that would be cool. We, we'll post it. We'll let you know. We can post on the website. Uh, we do have pictures, I think, from both of these. I don't know. Uh, I can find pictures of the La Parva Ski Resort. I can find pictures of Lydia's Bridge. I'll be posting them on our website. That is 3amtalesofterror.com. You can go there and you can scroll to the bottom and find all of our other social media links. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. All of them can be found at the website. And again, it is the number three, not the word, 3AM Tales of Terror. You can subscribe with your email for updates as well. And if you have any questions or story ideas for us, you can email us at info at 3amtalesofterror.com. Yes, and as always, we'd like to thank Will Meadows for making our intro music and always helping us produce the show with editing and helping us out when we're confused. Yeah, <laughs> this is a lot to learn, so we're slowly working on it, but thank God we have the help. We hope that you will join us next week, and, and we, we hope, hope you were terrified. terrified.